Hey there, and welcome to episode number 227 of the In a Weekend podcast. I'm your host, Young Pratt, and I am thrilled that you are taking the time to tune in today. Our episode is all about content creation and automation. I recently did a live Q&A on Facebook and had some great questions come in from all of you. So thank you for sending in your questions. We had a wonderful conversation all about the idea of repurposing, or as I like to call it, multiplying your message, taking one great piece of content and turning it into multiple to reach more people and to make a bigger impact. If you have more questions, just head over to youngpratt.com slash 227 and you'll find today's show notes as well as a direct link to the live video portion for today's podcast. Drop any questions you have there in the comments and I'm happy to answer them for you. Now, without further ado, here is our live Q&A all about content creation and automation. Have you ever gotten stumped over the type of content that you want to create for your business? Do you you ever feel overwhelmed by the amount of content that you need to be creating so you can be on all the different social platforms? Do you ever have questions about how to make content creation easier? If so, you, my friends, are in the right place. I'm Yang Pratt, the content creation ninja, and today we are doing a live Q&A all about content creation and making it easier with automation. I'm so glad you are here today. We have a number of questions to get into. If you do have questions throughout this live stream, let me know right there and I'll get those answered for you. The first question I have today comes from Christy, and Christy wants to know how to maximize testimonials. When you get kind words from others, it's sometimes difficult to share those because it almost feels like we are bragging about what we are doing and and who we are. Well, testimonials are a really great way to let other people speak to your strengths. Christy, as far as maximizing testimonials, there's a lot of ways we can do this. And you had a couple questions in regards to this, specifically about how to share them. And you can take screenshots of those and share them directly on your page. You can put those images maybe even in your emails if you're looking for more testimonials or maybe even on a sales page. You can definitely take screenshots and share them. Then put them into your content vault and reuse them. Put them on a cycle so they are scheduled out like here directly upload them and schedule them and let them go out on a consistent basis so that people get used to seeing that. 
You can also go to a place like Canva and create graphics specifically with those pieces of testimonials. And you can use a testimonial in full, or if there's one section that is specifically what you're after, if you are wanting to put it into your book, for instance, that's a great way to do that. And I have my book here with you, with me today. So I just got this book printed finally in, in hard well, print copy after three years of having it only available as an ebook. And in the beginning, all of the testimonials that people gave me on Amazon with my about my book are included at the very beginning. And that's really all about social proof. Often people aren't interested in buying things that don't have any sort of social proof that it's worked for them, that it, people have enjoyed it. So the more you can show and demonstrate that People do love your book because I know your book, your book's plural now, are really helping people in the dance competition world. So I think that having testimonials at the beginning of the book are great. And another way you can use them, if you're doing a live stream, you can actually do a shout out to someone who gave you a testimonial. And that again, positions you as an expert without you having to come out and say that all the time, right? Sometimes it can come across as salesy if we're tooting our own horn all the time. But if we use those testimonials in a, in a way that is in a natural conversation, it feels so much better and it for when I do that now, if I give a listener shout out for my podcast reviewers, I love doing that because it connects me with my listeners in real time. They hear their name. I get to tag them. You can tag people on your Facebook page and let them know too and, and let them know that you appreciate the feedback that you've given. Yes, Christy, at the beginning of the book is such a great place. And, and like you, I hemmed and hawed about, ooh, do I really want to put those testimonials in? Mm, maybe people can just go to Amazon and re read them themselves. But then at the last minute, I decided to put them in. And I think it's made a huge difference in people really being able to pick up the book and open it up. And other people who have read the book have given their words of wisdom and why they liked your book right at the beginning before they even get into the meat. So from the get-go, people are excited about the possibilities of what's in it for them, how your book is going to change their life, how it's going to make their lives easier, especially when they're going from competition to competition. I mean, I think it's such a wonderful resource that you've created for that industry that, yes, definitely put them in your book, put them on your page as screenshots, create some graphics in Canva or anywhere else you'd like to create, pop those onto your Facebook page, onto your website. And if you have people who want to give you audio or video testimonials, those are definitely other ways you can use testimonials and then reuse them in the future by simply recycling and putting them onto your content calendar. I hope that answers your question. If you have more, just let me know and I'm happy to answer them for you. All right, the next question is about how do you maximize live streams? And this one comes from Tammy. 
She does a lot of live streaming content. And for me, it's my favorite way to create content. With this live stream, there are limitless possibilities on how you can slice and dice this content for you. Christy, you are very welcome, my friend. I'm so glad you were here to have your question answered. Thanks for sending me that question. Back to live streams. When we are doing live streams, I always recommend that we start with the intention. Do we want to use a live stream just as a video? From the get-go, you have a one piece of content. What if you could take that one piece of content and turn it into an audio for your podcast? What if you could put that video automatically over on a place like YouTube? What if you could have that video transcribed and create a blog post? And what if you could take clips and snippets from your video and audio and share those in short form, again, from that one singular video? There's really no end to what we can create and how we can maximize the content that we're already creating. I've said this before to my private clients and my students in my classes that in some respects, I consider myself a bit of a lazy entrepreneur because before I create anything, I want to know that I can use it again. I don't like to create one and done content. I did that for years. And it's a bummer because you kind of just feel like all you're doing is creating content over and over and over again. And a few weeks ago, I sent out an email to my to my list and really likened content creation to being a hamster on a wheel. When you know you need to create content to connect with your clients and to share testimonials and to share the knowledge and expertise you have, it's really easy to get on the wheel and just go and go and go and continually create content because you feel like you need to. For me, creating one singular piece of content, knowing that it's going to become different formats, has dramatically changed the effort that I'm putting into the content creation process. Yes, it does require effort to create things like video or a podcast, but if you go in knowing, okay, let me find out where my people are hanging out and what kind of content is right for the platform. Those are a couple questions you can ask yourself going in. Once you know that, then you can take that video and turn it into an audio for a podcast. You can turn it into little clips and snips with video and audio and share those on social platforms. You can create a blog post from the transcriptions. Those blog posts can become an ebook and you can then create beautiful graphics with the quotes from your live streams, or if you happen to have guests, that's a really great way to include your guests in your content creation process. And I guarantee once you share with your guests that you've created a beautiful graphic and a quote from them, they're going to be completely honored and you better believe they're gonna to wanna to share that with their friends, which is another way to really maximize that one live stream. I want to go over here and make sure I tag Tammy in this 
live stream. She asked me to do that for her. Let me make sure I go on, on mute before that comes through. All right, Tammy, I am going to pop your name right in here. Tammy, let me know if that answers your question about how you can maximize your live stream and create multiple pieces of content from one singular effort. All right, so the next question comes from Nicole. And this is probably the hardest one to address. And maybe I should flip this over. I had my daughter create these for me and then I started creating them and she told me they were pretty messy and not readable. So she did them for me as well. So consistency. How do you consistently create content for your business? And this is the hardest one because this one takes a little bit of effort on our part because we have to be committed to doing the process. And then we have to create space in our lives and on our calendars to make that happen. For example, I use Google Calendar and I set up notifications to remind me that it's time to create certain things. For example, on Mondays, I typically write out my blog post, which will become part of my email sequence, which will become part of my podcast, which will become part of my live stream. It all kind of starts with that one piece of content. And for whatever reason, this summer, writing has been such a joy. And so I'm going to definitely acknowledge that and be grateful for that inspiration. So that, that's how I've been starting my weekly bits of content. It all starts with writing. But I know that every Monday that I need to create that. And I have it on my schedule from 8 to 10. Now, you may be thinking you have two hours to write an email. Remember, I'm not just writing an email. I'm going to send out part of that as to my email subscribers. However, the rest of it's going to go on my blog post, and I'm going to create a video about it and likely a podcast episode. So again, it's all about putting things on your calendar to help you become consistent because like anything else, it's very much a habit. Once you train yourself, which is the hardest part, right? Once you train yourself and your body and your mind to know that you need to do certain things at certain times, it becomes much easier. That's not to say that every Monday at 8 a.m. I'm sitting in front of the computer. If I get inspired a different time, I may do it a different time. But I've done it for so long now that for me, like that's just kind of where the inspiration starts to come. And if for some reason... I hit Monday morning and I have no thoughts about really what I want to share that week. I may go through the day Monday and more often than not, something will happen in my day on Monday that relates to what I want to talk about and how I want to share, gives me a new perspective on what that could look like as far as being on a blog or an email or on podcast or on a video. So if you start thinking about your content again with what can I do well every single week? Starting with what I like best, whether that's writing, whether that's recording an audio, whether that is creating beautiful graphics, whether that is making a video. Whatever resonates with you and whatever is easiest for you to start with. That's where I recommend you start. And then from there, you can multiply it into many forms, and then build that consistency in your schedule so that you just know 
that you can go into your week joyfully, knowing that things are going to happen at a certain time and with certain regularity, because as we grow our businesses, we definitely want to help anyone who is following us to know when to expect content from us. For me, I know that during the summertime, I'm releasing podcasts on Wednesday, which means the week before, I really need to be working or finishing up everything for the podcast by the weekend and scheduling it so I don't have to stress about going into the week and hitting Wednesday with nothing in my queue to share. I definitely like to batch my content. I haven't done as much batching this summer, but again, batching is all about the consistency. If you commit to a certain day and time and put that on your schedule and you make yourself do it, after a while, it will become part of your habit or your routine throughout the week. And that's the best advice I have about being consistent because trust me, as a creative, I really used to schedule with consistency. I knew I wanted to do things. However, I would wait until the very last minute to do them, which would cause me so much stress. And what I created wasn't nearly as good as what I could have created had I been a little bit more relaxed and approached it a little bit more joyfully. Nicole, I hope that answers your question. Let me know if you have others just that way. All right. And our last question today comes from another Christy. And here's what she wants to know. Christy Bridges. So as we're building a business, we have email subscribers, we have blog readers, we have podcast listeners. And she wants to know, do you treat them all the same? Well, the short answer to this is that it really depends. What is the goal with your podcast listeners? Do you want them to come visit you on your website? Do you want your podcast listeners to get on your email list? For me, it's kind of a revolving door, kind of a circular pattern where I want them to start somewhere on this circle of building a relationship. It doesn't matter where they start, but I want to make sure I'm hitting all those different points. So for example, on my podcast, I may give a call to action to something free that I've created for my listeners. And I usually give them first dibs because I really want to make sure I'm caring for those podcast listeners. And there's a reason for them to actually, you know, go to iTunes and hit the button to make sure that my podcast is in their feed every time one is published, right? Once they are listening and they go and grab whatever freebie it is, now they're on my email list. And when they're on my email list, I often like to refer them back to my blog post because there's likely something else that goes with whatever podcast they were listening to and grabbed a freebie. There's probably lots of pieces of supplemental content that I can direct them towards. So once you know kind of where you want to guide those people who are following you, whether they're on your email list, whether they're podcast listeners, whether they're reading your podcast, so listening to your podcast, sorry, wherever they start, you just want to be clear on what that roadmap or that, that road to building a relationship looks like no matter where they hop on the ride. Does that make sense? 
Let me know if that clarifies your question. I know you're not here live. You'll be listening uh, after we're all done, and I'll make sure I, I share this with you. If there are more questions about that or you need more clarity, definitely let me know. No, just this direction. All right, my friends. Well, I hope that gives you a lot of clarity and helps make the creation process of content easier for you. What I love doing is showing you how you can create that one great piece of content every week and then learning to maximize it or to multiply it into many different formats. And I'm so glad you're joining here on this brand new page all about content automation and how you, my friends, can become a content automation ninja as well. I will let you know my favorite resources for starting to get on this automation train or this automation machine, because that's really what it is. It's all about creating a machine that runs in the background for you when you show up consistently and create that one great piece of content. Oh, Christy, you are very welcome. I am so glad you were here to catch this. I look forward to seeing how you're going to maximize your testimonials on your page, on your website, and especially in your book. I look forward to catching you all next time. Cheers, my friends. So what did you think? Did you get some of your questions answered on the live Q&A? If you have more questions, I definitely invite you to drop them over at youngpratt.com slash 227 right underneath the show notes for today's episode. I cannot wait to read your comments and answer any questions you have in regards to creating content or automating that content. On the next episode, we're going to dive into a four-letter word that our society really frowns upon. However, it sends the wrong message, especially to our kids. You're not going to want to miss it. I'll catch you all next time. Cheers, my friends. <music>